Hey everybody, welcome to this week's edition of 48 Minutes Network, brought to you by 48MinutesNetwork.com. I am Tim Daniel, joined as always by my co-host Sean Mackey. Fun show. We are revitalized about the NBA again since the quarterfinals have been really fun. We discuss Ty Lue taking over the Laker job. We look at all the playoff series so far. And also, for the first time ever on the network, we do the first 48 minutes mailbag. So, got a lot of really good questions we're excited to answer for you. It's about the last half hour of the show, if you want to tune in then. Uh, Without further ado, this is a great episode of 48 Minutes. We hope you guys enjoy it, and uh, let us know what you think. Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Boom shakalaka. You know, Sean, last week we called it the Grumpy Old Men episode because we were very bitter about the NBA. But I'll tell you, I don't know what it is, but I just love basketball again. You just love it? You're having a a basketball renaissance? A basketball renaissance. You could say I have a basketball Jones. (laughs) Okay. And you know why I love it, Sean? Tell me why. Because the Boston Celtics are down three games to one right now. That is true. They are. They're done. Man... It's it's like Paul Pierce wasn't right at all. And isn't that wonderful? Yeah. I almost debated making the opening, just finding that sound clip and just making the opening Paul Pierce saying the series was over after game one. You don't wanna you don't wanna run rub salt into the wounds at this point. Okay. For Celtic fans? Okay. Shit. Yeah, they would have done that to anybody else, wouldn't they? <laughs> oh for they? sure. For sure. Oh my god. If this were the Lakers down three one, can you imagine everything we'd hear? I, I always like to watch Celtics fans in the garden when the Celtics are somewhat in a good uh, moment in a game and they stand up and these old people that have been like fans forever that are rich and have like these like Bill Simmons dad. Yeah. Like Bill Simmons dad that are just like up and they are clapping and they're like shaking their head. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You bucks aren't so good. You're not so you're not so tough, and then you get to the third quarter in every one of these games, and the Boston Celtics just fall apart. Yeah, and Giannis, every time, and Giannis proves why he's probably the best player in the NBA right now. Yeah, it's definitely between him and Durant. Yeah. I don't think there's any oh, Kawhi. I'll say those three right now. Yeah, but I'll, I'll go. Ahead. I'm going to give Giannis the edge just because he's got the. He's got the kick of the drive right now, man. Like he looks oh, I hungry. I agree, but he I, looks hungry. I gotta lean with Durant just because he has been untouchable. He, yeah. I mean, I mean, if we're talking just sheer, sheer talent, best player right now. However, I don't know, man. Giannis, most fun player in the league right now. Yeah, not even close. It's Giannis. Yeah, yeah. actually, Durant's been really fun too. But I'm, I really enjoy Giannis's game because he likes to drive to the basket. Um, he doesn't shoot a whole lot of threes. He's kind of a funny three-point shooter. If he ever develops a three-point shot, I don't want to watch basketball anymore. Yeah, and I mean, he did well the other night, yeah, too. Yeah, he did. Like, he's, he's really, he's performed well. I mean, he's not, he's shooting, it's good to see that he's actually shooting them, as opposed to Ben Simmons, who's, like, not shooting threes at all. I think he's taken two in the playoffs. Is he, okay, he's taken yeah. two. Hasn't made either, right? No. No, I didn't think Definitely so. Definitely not. So, um, so, Celtics go down 3-1. They're going back to... Milwaukee the, uh, for game yeah, five. That was the Fiserv. Yeah. Forum. Yeah. So um, they're going to go back there. 
which looks like an amazing facility. Yeah, here's the thing that really sticks out about the Bucks for me before we just get into sure. bashing the Celtics, which you know I'm looking forward to doing. Yeah. Um, Chris Middleton hasn't been very good in the series. No, but he everyone hasn't. else has really jumped in. Like George Hill was super good. Oh yeah. Do you find it weird, by the way, on the topic that George Hill and Rodney Hood have been awesome this playoffs and last playoffs they were atrocious? Yeah, you know, I mean, it is what it is, man. That's, you know, you're a different kind of animal on a LeBron team. Yeah. You're a different kind of animal. You have to be, but uh, you know, I, I know Middleton hasn't been putting up the numbers he needs to. He hasn't been making a whole lot of like the big shots like he typically does, but. I don't think he's been playing terribly. I'm not saying terrible, but he's like, still playing like a junkyard dog out there. So yeah. he's, he's he's giving it his all right now, and he understands. And you know, this is Giannis's time. Yeah. So I mean, this is this is definitely a playoff where Giannis is going to need to score 40 points. He really is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've 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 been really the Bucks are deep, man. They're fun. Well, what I was getting at wasn't necessarily dogging Middleton. It was more or less just talking about how everyone stepped up with his his, yeah. his struggles. Yeah, Lopez. <clears throat> I mean, freaking, like I said, George Hill, yeah. Eric Bledsoe has been spectacular. Yeah, he's been very good. And obviously friend of the program, Pat Connaughton. Pat Connaughton didn't have a great game last game, but the game before that really, oh really shot. He was awesome. So, so yeah, he's uh, he's doing well. I think Brooke Lopez has done well. Um, uh, Miritich has looked good in stretches. So each player has kind of been pulling their own weight. So I'm, I'm very, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what they're gonna do in in Game Five. Is I am it, too. I don't. I I feel like the Celtics are gonna come out swinging in this game, but I'll give you this more than anything: the Bucks and Coach Bud's um, ability to, you know, change the defense. Yeah. Make make changes in the game has really set them apart from the Celtics. Like the sure. Celtics, like the Celtics, I feel like they just they go in one direction each game, and by the third quarter, like you know, the Bucks are like, okay, this is what we need to do to improve this game. They make some some slight adjustments, and then they go up by ten, and they don't look back. Yeah. So, you know, do we do we blame Brad Stevens for this? I think do we blame Kyrie for this? Oh well, that's where I want to get. That's where I want to <laughs> start. Like, he's like, that's that's where our, the bashing really begins. On and this isn't a disrespect towards Kyrie. You know, I love Kyrie Irving. I love watching him play. I love how fun of a player he is. But sure, man, sure. he has been. Oof. So before this, Kyrie, this is his postseason like career. Before this playoffs, his worst player efficiency rating, Sean, was his first year when they went to the finals and he got hurt. Yeah. At 20.9. Yeah. In this playoffs, albeit eight games, his player efficiency rating is 17.6. Oh, wow. That is bad. His box plus minus is a 3.6. It is a positive on defense at a 0.9, which is, weirdly enough, his career high. Um (laughs) And his value of replacement player isn't even a full game. It's point four. Rozier has been, huh? Their bench has been terrible. So last night, Kyle, Ben, and I were at Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And we were kind of keeping up with the game on our phones. And we're, like, looking at it. We're like, Boston's bench scored a total of seven points in that game. Yeah. And then Kyle goes, Celtics are too deep, huh? And I just lost it. <laughs> they have too many guys. Yeah. And Gordon Hayward, man. Yeah. Woof. Right. Woof. 
talk about a guy who... There's a lot of talks we're going to try to trade him. Oh, he's gone, man. Yeah. He's gone. He's a boatload of money. And I'll tell you... Cleveland's he... like, I'll take him. Yeah, that's probably... That's a good place for yeah. him. That's probably a good place for him. Yeah, I don't think... Gor- I think Gordon Hayward is gone at the end of the season. Kyrie's... I mean, he's already got his bags packed. He's he's leaving. It's It's... That's inevitable. I'm not even going to... You know, if if there if is there any like Celtics fans that are like out there that are like completely in denial about him leaving? I don't think Celtics fans care if he leaves at this point. No, man. I don't think so either, man. I Especially think... after last night. Yeah, man, he I was... should have shot thirty. Yeah, should have shot thirty. At, yes, that would have after helped. After he you. went eight for twenty-two last night. Yeah, and the game before went seven, seven for twenty-two. For 20, was it twenty-one? Oh, either way. Yeah, it was. It was bad. Yeah, it was bad both days. He had two bad games. The thing about Kyrie is I think Kyrie likes to play a lot of hero ball mm-hmm. towards the late, late end of a game, and they might be down like nine. You know, you might have, you know, three, four minutes left. And, and sure, you hit a big-time three-pointer. Oh, yeah. Gets the crowd going and everything, and you can roll. But I'll tell you, man, like any time the Celtics tried to make any little sort of run or get any kind of momentum. Milwaukee was there. Milwaukee just literally, and I mean, and within seconds, they had already got another basket. They had already countered each, you know, each hero ball basket with with something that Giannis did. And they weren't even guarding the paint last night. There were a few possessions last night where, like, Giannis was just walking right in and just dunking on people. Yeah, that's what he does now. I mean, that's I mean, and as he should, but absolutely. I mean, you got to put up some fight there, man. You yeah, can't just I agree. like I mean, no, no, no layups, man. No dunks. Yeah, not, not at this point in the year. So Marcus Smart comes back. And he was bad. He sucked ass. <laughs> <laughs> he was terrible. So it's like you know, I think I think it's safe to say uh, our original uh, preseason prediction about the Celtics. Uh, was dumb. Yes, we were stupid. We were we were buying in. We were buying in. I, I don't know what we were doing. The whole league was buying in, though. Everybody was buying in that week. You know what, though, Sean? Yeah, I couldn't be happier to be wrong. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like the Celtics are going to have a lot of questions and answers. They're going to have to figure out to those questions this summer because you know if Kyrie leaves. You lost the one big asset you had. Mm-hmm. Gordon Hayward is no longer a big asset at no. all. I don't. I'm going to go ahead and say this, okay? And I and I want you to take it in. I just want you to take it in. I don't think Jason Tatum's that great. I think he's the same player he was last year. Yeah, like I mean, kind of in the same way that Donovan Mitchell never really progressed. Well, that's what we talked about. If you remember a couple weeks ago, I think it was a show. We talked about how that rookie class really no one really took the next step. No, for like Simmons, Fox. none, any of them. Fox was like it. Marketing had like a phenomenal February. Yeah, but really, if you look at hindsight, he was the same guy. He was. He was. I'm but gonna, he was also hurt, and you know, he, yeah, not he, making bulls excuses. Just, just, just. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll give him a little bit of a, a of a. And he's on. He plays for our favorite team. And, and well, and he's and he's on a trash team right yes. now. He's on a complete trash team. And should his numbers look better? I don't know. They just—they're so bad. That, like, like alongside Levine. And yeah, I mean, it's, no point guard. No point guard at all. It's like who's getting you those balls? You know, you're getting rebounds and shooting threes at that point. You know, so. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't think I don't think Tatum. I think Tatum. The way that Boston fans and NBA enthusiasts talked about him at the beginning of the year, like he was going to be like the next best thing. They were convinced and everything, and like. I have not been impressed with him this playoffs. We at all. bought into the game seven LeBron dunk. 
We yeah. saw the game seven LeBron duck. We saw him get in LeBron's face, and we we're like, oh, he's got it. You know, yeah. he's got the cojones. And now we're like, hey, he's just some guy. Yeah, and it's like you know, I'm I'm looking at Danny Ainge now, and it's like, I mean, this is the this is the big trade chip for that Anthony Davis trade that's supposed right. to happen this summer, and it's like, if I'm if I'm them, if I'm if I'm the Pelicans, I'm not really that excited about getting Jason Tatum. <laughs> no. I mean, I, there's there's other offers that have to be out there. Something else, something out of left field is going to come out for that for that Anthony Davis trade. He'll get traded this summer. Maybe it'll be on draft day. Who knows? Um. So there's betting odds right now okay. on, on um Kyrie. Who's who's the favorite to have Kyrie Irving next? It's the year? Nets, isn't it? It's the Nets. It's the Nets. Which I don't hate. Um. I kind of do. I don't want him tainting that ball club. <laughs> they were too fun. Like I like them as underdogs. Like I think like Well they're I, at some point I don't they're want, not gonna be underdogs. Anymore. I don't want Kyrie or Jimmy Butler on that team. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't want either of those guys on there. Those are two guys that I was gonna talk about this with you because I knew you'd laugh. Um so I was at the gym today. Yeah. And for some reason or another, people were like on Twitter were talking about swaggy piece tweets. No. And I was like Okay, I'm curious because you know, anytime Nick Young comes up, sure, right, something's something goofy's coming uh-huh. out of left field, and I realize that Nick Young is every Lakers fan on social media. He's like, I bet you he like has photoshops made of. He's like, he puts this tweet on. He goes, everyone's talking about this, but like the Lakers are gonna get Kyrie and Jimmy Butler, and you watch. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Oh my God! Nick Young is a Lakers Instagram fan. He is. Yeah, he is, man. Yeah, there. Lakers fans are another different kind of monster too. We got Boston fans on one side that are just like in complete denial yeah. until the end. Well, they're actually they're they're throwing their team under the bus pretty hard today. But uh, man, I just don't you love it? Just seeing them angry, like it's just great. Man. We're trying to be unbiased here, Tim, and we're just we're basking in the the glory okay. that is seriously the Celtics. We losing. Still hear about the 08 NBA Finals? Yeah, we do. While they bitch about LeBron having a big three, they don't. They just ignore their big three and just sure. like, well, we we beat the Lakers. Sure, you kick and, the Lakers' ass. But. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I was listening to Bill Simmons a few weeks back, and he was talking about the Lakers. Um, kind of last like seven, eight years of misfortune and how it's been like one of the worst. Basically since they won that title. Yeah. It's yeah. been, it's been like, it's been like one of the worst stretches for any team. And it's like, what about Boston? You yeah, know, the Lakers have won two titles in the time frame since the Celtics won that one. Yeah. It's like, what about Boston? Like Boston sucked ass in the nineties. I mean, they were terrible. They were absolutely terrible. And then they had that little, little run at the beginning of the 2000s uh, made it to the Eastern Conference Finals I believe and then they disappeared again yeah I was, was going to say that so because I like, always think people forget before that the year before like Garnett and Allen they were awful they won 19 games yeah and they still did not end up with the first yeah, pick Al Jefferson was their freaking best player yes I mean Rajon Rondo was like told to do everything yeah they were like they were like are you going to be able to run this yeah sure I can do it you know and he turned out to be a pretty good guy but mm-hmm. Obviously, but I don't. I don't know. I think I feel like Boston Celtics fans really do just kind of live on the glory days. Oh, dude, for more sure. than more than. I mean, I mean, I'm a Bulls fan. Yeah, we you are. Know? I mean, I I'm not gonna talk mountains of shit though. No, 
and it's because I know my team's crap right now. Yes, very like, much. They are they are absolute crap. We're the first to tell you too. Yeah, I mean it's it's and it's sad. I mean we, I mean we've we, we're just but we're used to it. We're jaded. Yeah, Whereas Celtics much. fans, like, there's, like, this weird proudness about their heritage and their stuff, and it's like, okay, cool. If you want to tell me the city of Boston, go for it. Patriots, yeah. Red Sox, the Celtics won a title, the Bruins won a Stanley Cup, go it was, for it. It was a great stretch. Yeah, it's been still, incredible. It's still doing, it, yeah, I mean. Still going strong, yeah, you know. Still going strong, exactly. Um, But, all right, I think we got enough Celtics bashing in. Okay. We didn't, We're but done. I'm going to cut it because it could take the whole show. Okay. Um. All right, so... Let's kind of just go real quick through the rest of the playoffs before we get to some of the news. Sure. Um, so right now we're recording during Philly-Toronto. That's 2-2. Um, Kawhi has a huge game on Sunday. Ooh, it was, it was nasty too. Yeah, and Ben Simmons, again, you don't know where he is on the court at times. You forget no, he's on the court. No. So I'm at the point now where we've gone back and forth. I still think this is going to go 7, but I'm about 95% confident the Raptors are going to win. Are you? Um, I am, um, I'm, I'm pretty confident that the, uh, that the, uh, the Raptors are going to win at this point. I am too. I, I, all I saw was on this tweet that just popped up from Ramona Shelburne was the Lakers are sending Kyle Kuzma to Chicago. And I was like, huh? Yeah. And it said for yeah. the lottery. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah. oh. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, uh, why would they send him? <laughs> Like they don't. I mean, to me, it's just kind of like marketing and Kuzma. It's no, like it's, like, it's like we have no one since the magic is gone. So <laughs> let's just go ahead and send Kyle. <laughs> so and he's like, sure. So um, he's probably the most likable of the group. Easy, yeah. easy, yeah. But um, yeah, Raptors. I definitely am in the, on. Uh, I'm definitely in belief that they they're. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it it could go seven. Mm-hmm. It could definitely go seven, but I think that, um, I think Kawhi Leonard is just—he really wants to prove that he is who he says he is, and yeah. we know he, he is. And, He's a fun guy, and I don't know what it is. I feel like the team that the Philadelphia Seventy Sixers had last year, um, minus Jimmy Butler, was one piece away, but they were deeper. Mm-hmm. The team that they had, if they would have their their bench from last year, you know, the Marco Bellinelli's of the world, those kind of players along with Tobias Harris and Jimmy Butler, I think they would be in better shape. But I don't like their bench as much as I did last year. No, I agree. And they were getting by last year on, like, sheer, you know, bench talent. They had yeah. they had some great bench scores Ilyasova, last year. Ilyasova. Where you can see his paying dividends for the Bucks. Exactly, exactly. So – um, I'm not as high on them. I'd love to see Philly I would beat love Toronto. It. I would love to see, and I think Philly the NBA Milwaukee. would probably rather see Philly and the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals because I I don't think they're. A Toronto team in the I'll NBA be honest Finals. with you, like I don't think there's like a whole bunch of people. I mean, like there's people that love basketball. They're like go Toronto and everything, but I don't think they have the the drawl that any that the, the. I mean, the 76ers they got history. Yeah, Milwaukee Bucks. It's been a while, you know, but Toronto, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. So it's – Agreed. It's – you know, and it's funny. We're, like, in the era of, like, probably the best era of Toronto basketball, and Mm -hmm. it's, like, all I'm thinking about are those studs back in the early 2000s who couldn't do anything. Yeah. So – Do you remember Hakeem Olajuwon played for the Raptors? I I do. (laughs) I do. I do. Could you imagine getting that call? Yeah. Could you imagine that? Like, we're shipping you north. 
what is this team <laughs> from Texas to I think, Canada? I think I think we played them twice. <laughs> so I thought they were a rec league. <laughs> what's cool about this this round compared to last round, where last round was just rough, yeah, is that other than the Milwaukee Boston series, yeah, you could really make a case to the other three. They could go seven. And they're all two oh, two. These are all decent series. Yeah, yeah. Like Portland, Denver, all four games so far. I know those the four oh, yeah. overtime wasn't like a great four overtime. We talked game about per that. Se. We talked about that the other day. It was not. I don't. I don't think it was a great four overtime game. Right. Because it wasn't like someone was making a shot at the buzzer to put it into another overtime. Yeah, it was this someone was missing a shot. Unfortunately, pushing it to another <laughs> overtime, so it wasn't like a fun this overtime wasn't game. Johnny Flynn at Syracuse against UConn. Ew! Why would you bring up Johnny? Because <laughs> that seven overtime game was incredible. Ew! It's still great. Who brings up Johnny Flynn? Yeah, I bring that up on the 30th anniversary of Michael Jordan hitting the shot. Yeah, that's great. How respectful of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Portland, Denver. Uh, I know it's two-two. Jokic had a huge game on Sunday. Yeah. Um. Dame Lillard's still been really good. Yeah. I think this has been the most entertaining series game-wise. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, well, obviously, besides the one we're going to talk about next. Yeah. But I think um, I still like Portland to win it. I'm fairly confident that they can still win the series. I, I think, think I think they have the experience exactly. to get past Denver. Denver is Denver is probably a year a yeah, true probably year ahead away. Of schedule. They're, they're ahead of schedule right yeah. now. So. But you never know. You know, we thought that, you know, the 76ers were kind of ahead of schedule last year, and here yeah. they are this year, and now they're taking a step back. So you never know. Um, Rockets Warriors. Last night was really good. Okay. Was. So I know you're normally in bed by the time those games happen. Sure. But did you think at the end of the game when KD and Steph get shots, and they get wide open shots, they miss them both? Could you believe it? Yeah, actually I could, and I'll tell you why. Because – they're chuckers. <laughs> they're Two like, weeks they're, in a row, you got the, to use a George Costanza. They're reference. Another George, yeah. They're, they're they're basically Costanza. They are chuckers, and that 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 shot by by Steph, he Kevin Durant misses the three. They get the rebound back, I believe, and then Steph Curry shoots this bizarro contested three point shot, and it's a bad shot. Yeah. Now, but if, if it goes, it, in, but if it goes in, it's a great shot. Yeah, yeah. That's the that's the that's the double edged sword that is Steph Curry. But like in like a crunch time situation and stuff, it's like there has got to be a better shot. There has got. I mean, I know they are a high percentage three point shooting team. Yeah, the greatest in history. However, sometimes I watch them and I'm like, are you just like, like? Staring up at the sky and just praying to God that everything goes in. Because some of these shots you take are dumb. Steph has been pretty rough. He's been very rough. Yeah. Like it, last night. It makes, me, it makes me wonder if there's something wrong. Yeah. Because this is, this is kind of like not like Steph to have a, a bad run like this. He looks tired, man. This whole team kind of looks like just deflated. Yeah, they definitely... The first two games, they looked fine and everything, confident. And these last two games, I mean, that's easy to say when you lose, that you look deflated. But, like, they just... I don't know, but man. even... The body language, everything, I just... I don't know, they just don't look as confident as they used to. Even game one, up till Curry hits that shot... Yeah. He wasn't very good. No. I mean, really, like, this... Of any team that have one guy put them on, put a team on their back... 
this is the one that shouldn't in this playoffs. Yeah. And they really are having one guy put them on their back. I would I would rather at this point in a game you know, uh, tying scenario or, you know, trying to get back in the game type scenario, Kevin Durant should be taking all those shots. Agreed. And they need to be working to, to get him those yeah those open shots. Or even, I mean, he's got the height, so he's going to get over top of people anyway. I mean, he's never shied away from a contested shot, but... They feel like, it feels like they're playing my team, your my turn, your turn, my turn, your turn. Yeah. And... Like, at some point, you just got to be like, just give Durant the ball. Let him do what he does. Right now, he is the best player in the world for a reason. Just back away. Yeah. And, you know, James Harden, uh, once again, having hell of a series. Yeah. Hell of a series. And Chris Chris Paul managing to stay healthy. Yeah. Also impressive. Almost losing the game last night. Almost. Almost. What's, you know, it's Chris Paul, man. So, Kyle sent us this text the other day yeah about the minutes the starters are playing in this series and let me find it real quick because i was like i I looked at it and i was shocked so i'll pull this up real quick here it is all right so between the two teams all right so the rocket the, the warriors starting five Durant's averaging 45, Clay 42, Draymond 41, Steph 38, Iguodala 35. And then Chris Paul, 40, Eric Gordon, 40, James Harden, 40, P.J. Tucker, 38, Clint Capella, 32. So in this series between the 10 starters, Clint Capella at 32 minutes a game is averaging the least amount of time of the, of the 10 starters. That's wild. Yeah. They're like, to help the bench, you guys aren't deep. We're not going to count on Sean Livingston. We're going to count on Kevon Looney. Yeah. It's what we do. And I dig it. Yeah. They have no one. Yeah. You know, and I was With, like. And it's, it's, it's like you let, you let JaVale McGee go. Yeah. Who had a okay beginning of the Lakers season. I think he would be very helpful right now. Yeah. 100%. You know, and it's like you put all this, you know, you put all your stock in a guy who you know, tore his Achilles. Yeah. And he's out again. Now, apparently he might be coming back. There's no the... way in hell. And I'm like, I'm like, are you serious? Are, are, are you trying to like fill your, your, uh, you know, your, the other teams with, with, uh, with, you know, fear that DeMarcus Cousins is going to come back? No one cares. He's not coming back. We're past that. We're past that. He's not going to come back. What's he going to do? Come back in like game seven of the NBA finals if they make it? Play like 10 minutes. Play like 10 minutes. He's walking out of the tunnel. He was on a. He was By on. By God! By God! Is that the Marcus Cousins music? Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're going to. He's going to be in a wheelchair and he's going to. He's going to stand up and then kick the wheelchair back and he's going to run out onto the thing. It's like, really? Are we going to do this? Also, how many times is that. They've tried to do those kind of like big moments things in the playoffs of the last couple of years. Paul Pierce, the one time he ran out of the tunnel, he was in the back and he was in the he was in the wheelchair or whatever, and then rolled back and it was like it's like this is the biggest bunch of bullshit I've ever seen in my life. He's fine. Yeah. Or one of my other favorites, and I'm gonna bring this up, is Derek Fisher when he was playing for Utah and he was like in some other state 
because I think his baby was having some sort of health problems and he flew into the game, you know, and came into the game like halfway through and did help them win, you know, and it was like this big moment. Did this Shaq big moment. Did do that in Orlando one time? If he did, I don't remember. I think, yeah, it was like when his mom passed. When his mom passed, okay. And they were like, is Shaquille O'Neal going to show up? And no one knew. And he did. It's like the second quarter, and you see him walk into the arena. The NBA loves drama like that, but nothing will ever top, like, like Willis walking out onto the court with a basically, you know, broken leg. Yeah. And they're like, oh my, it, it, is he going to play? Yeah, I mean, to put it back in context, the um, adjective is Willis Reed. He's Willis reading it. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. I mean, he's the only time... Like, literally, that's, like, one of the greatest sports moments ever, and I just feel like the NBA has been trying to... <laughs> make it again. Really, really uh, transparently try to make one of those moments again, and every time I'm just like, come on, guys. Nothing's gonna beat Willis Reed. Yeah. Come on. So, all right. That was just kind of a side rant. I'm sorry. No, you're good. <laughs> so, some news. Some news. Um... Apparently the Lakers are zeroing in on their head coach. Yes, they are. Have you heard about the assistants? No. Okay. So, so Ty Lue is going to be the guy. I I have a theory. You have a th- what's your theory? Okay, this is going to sound very hot takey. I don't intend. Do it. I don't think it's going to be that bad. <laughs> oh God, I love when you're. I love that you're a LeBron fan. Isn't that kind of bad, though, that, like, I'm not like, this is going to be great, this could be good, my take is it's not going to be that bad? It might not be, and I'm going to go ahead and tell you why. There's, like, three coaches that he can stand to have coach him. Sure. He's one of them. Sure. Yeah, I mean, he's not really a coach, he's more of a friend. Yeah. Um, He's just like, I'll put up with you, I'll put up with you! You know, it's it's what it's like. So, apparently he's zero in on his uh, assistance already. Is it on Sam Cassell? No, it is not, although... That would be fun. Yeah. I guess. I think he's coaching the Wizards. I think he's, I think he's an assistant on the Wizards, yeah. Yeah. Um, apparently, he is zeroing in on Frank Vogel as his top assistant. What? So, but I want to tell you, I want to tell you what LeBron's camp wants. Oh, boy. They want Mr. Tom Thibodeau. Oh, I did see that. Yes. So, they are interested in bringing in Tom and Ty Lue wants to bring in Frank Vogel. So that's too many cooks in the kitchen. You can't have all three of them. Oh, my God. That would be a nightmare. How would you be Ty Lue if that was your coaching staff? How, like, you know what I mean? Like He would just be a puppet at that point. Right. Yeah, it's like you got two, you better, hear... two better basketball minds uh, you know, behind you. I would just feel like a sham. And Tibbs couldn't handle Jimmy Butler. How's he going to handle LeBron? I think, from what I understand, Tom Thibodeau and LeBron have a pretty good relationship. It's not, it's not terrible. Like I think, I think, I think, I think LeBron respects Tibbs. Lakers would be up forty on like a Tuesday night, and Tibbs would still be screaming from yeah. the assistant chair. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm glad that they're fine. I don't know why they don't just get the offer on the table already. Like, I mean, they've been, they've been. You know. Dude, his birthday cake apparently was a Lakers cake. Like, Are you serious? Yes. You didn't see those pictures? They're like, so, so, even if you don't get the job, you did play for them. Yeah, you won a couple titles. You got stepped on on that team, so happy freaking birthday. The fact that Ty Lue was on the 15-1 playoff Los Angeles Lakers. Yeah. 
like the greatest postseason uh, run anyone's ever had. Yeah. And he is not remembered for contributing to the team at all. No. He's remembered for Allen Iverson stepping over him. Yes. It's the greatest thing ever. Yeah. That's that's what it is because it's like well and you gotta think like Allen Iverson was he was what a top two player top three top two top three player then two thousand one was the year he won MVP yeah yeah that's probably like, it's like him Shaq and Kobe and Kobe's a sidekick at that point so you know you yeah. might look at T Mac uh, T Mac wasn't really quite there yet or anything so yeah it's like Allen Iverson was the best player in the league that year. So, you know. Yeah, I've never actually looked at the MVP voting, but I'm sure he won by a lot. Yeah. Because he, yeah. he was playing with, like, Eric Snow. Dikembe. Tyrone Hill. Yeah. Not good Dikembe and Tyrone Hill either. Dikembe wasn't bad there. He wasn't bad. He was a, he was a good piece for that team. Worst Sixer jerseys of all time. I, I 100% agree with you. Well, they wore those, like, you remember, like, the the shoulders were, like, long? Yeah, this, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say this. The women's jerseys that they had them all wearing, like, where they were, like, and not, and I say that because, like, back in the, then they don't do this now, but, like, back in, like, the 2000s, like, women's jerseys were kind of big to, like, cover up, like, bra straps and stuff. Yeah. And, like, the NBA adopted those for a while, <laughs> and they just looked dumb. Yeah, because that was when they were Reebok. Yeah, Reebok did not. Uh, no, Reebok did not. That succeed. was they did not do the NBA jerseys any justice. Reebok was like fired up because they had the jerseys, and that's when Allen Iverson had like the A five. He had, the, he had like the best shoe that. going on too. So yeah, he was. They were they were rolling high then. Yeah, because they had him and Shaq. Yeah, they had him and Shaq. Yeah, so two two of the best, and they've kind of. I love Reebok as a shoe. I will endorse them till the end of the day. I think. I think he's wearing Reeboks in the in the studio. And right I will now. go ahead and say this, Tim. I think that Nikes are an aesthetically looking good shoe, but I don't think, in terms of structure, structural integrity, I don't think they're as good as Reebok. Well, Reebok's owned by Adidas. So what do you guys say about that? Well, you know what? They were around before Adidas was was doing stuff. So. <laughs> So it was, they were just making soccer shoes then. So I'm not gonna, I'm if not you, gonna, I'm not gonna put their history on Adidas. Side note: If you ever want to see a really cool shoe story, look at the year Kobe Bryant was a sneaker free agent. Like after his Adidas contract expired, yeah, he had a year there before he signed with Nike, and he wore like so many different shoes. He had a pair of Question Ones that were Laker colored. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. He wore a pair of Air Jordan Twelves that were like. Purple, where the, the black normal. I didn't is. know he had a shoe free agent here. Yeah, it was cool. It was pretty neat. And like That's everyone, really bizarre. Yeah, everyone's trying to get him to worship. Like, I think the only time we've seen that in modern NBA is like John Wall. <laughs> like, yeah. Before he went back to Adidas. Do you remember that year Rod Artest was in the All Star game and he was trying to get a shoe deal? No. So he was. He was I, remember, a, I remember him being in the All Star game that one time. He was a time. shoe free agent. Yeah. And what he did was he wore a different brand shoe. On like so he'd wear like a Nike and a Reebok and then Adidas and like a Dada because he was trying to get a shoe contract. And he's like strutting around like, yeah, you want this? Is this how you? <laughs> is this how? This is what you want? <laughs> now PJ Tucker's like, I just call that a game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so we got some questions from some of our some of our listeners this week. Yeah, we did, and I'm actually really excited for this. Okay. Um, so what we did because we've actually have never done a mailbag in our. Th- Four years or four seasons. I'm excited about this. We needed we we've been needing a mailbag, and we got quite the response today. Yeah, from what we got I understand. Some, some good questions. I'm excited about. We did get some from friends, which we appreciate. So we'll go through those. Um, I want to start here. So this is from 
my boy Jay Stoles, Jay Stoles six twenty eight on Twitter. NBA players as Marvel Cinematic Universe characters. Okay. I, I like this. Okay. So Thanos would have to be LeBron, right? Well, maybe not anymore. But no. like, no. Eastern Conference LeBron. Um. Yeah. I mean, I. I, I don't. I don't think we can. Thanos isn't. He's not a. Superhero though he's a villain. Oh, so we're doing the good guys. We're just doing the good guys. Yeah, I don't think okay. anybody. I don't think that when, when what was, who was who asked that question? Justin. I don't think Justin was thinking Thanos. Maybe he was. I don't know. That's not the first. Justin's thing. a Miami Heat fan. He loved that LeBron. Okay. Yeah, yeah but okay. All right. Yeah. Fine. fine. All right. All right. Let's we'll, we'll go to the good guys. Let's just go with the we'll good guys. Let's go to the good guys. You know. So Spider Man. Obviously, I know that the easy thing would be Donovan Mitchell there, but Spider Man's actually efficient when it matters most. Um, if you haven't seen Endgame. You don't know what I'm talking about? Sure. So I am going to go from – I'm going to go the young, fun, energetic, hoppity-hop side of that. If I'm putting the Marvel Cinematic Universe NBA, my Spider-Man would be De'Aaron Fox. Young, super energetic, super hyper, Ooh, very likable. I like it. Very Tom Holland, right? I like it, yes. Okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. I would have thought about that one. You're welcome. Okay. Okay. Who is your Thor? Of the NBA. My Thor of the NBA. Um, we're talking God of Thunder, right? Yeah, man. God of Thunder. Not Russell Westbrook. Not Russell. Uh, <laughs> can't be. <laughs> That's the only rule you have? <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to go. I would go with Giannis on that one. Just because he's he's... Probably the most powerful right now. Yeah. But, you know, he's also kind of forgotten. Yeah. From time to time. So I'm not gonna give him the I'm not gonna give him the, the full leader um uh status right there. So I I'm gonna give Giannis Thor. Okay. So if I gotta do Captain America, we're going like Mr. By the Book, everyone loves you. Sure, yes. Yes. American be, hero. It's gotta be Steph Curry, right? Okay, yeah. All American. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. For sure. No no doubt. There's no question. Yeah. Yeah. Who would be Iron Man? Who would be Iron Man? Now, Iron Man's the toughest one. It is the toughest one. You know, and I, I guess we'd have to give it to LeBron. Yeah. We'd have to give it to LeBron for his Certainly not Tristan Thompson. For <laughs> Certainly not Tristan Thompson. For his, spoiler alert. Can we spoiler alert? Yes. Okay, spoiler alert. The we've, Russo we've, brothers lifted it we, on we've Monday. We've lifted it on Monday, so it's your fault if you didn't see it already. So... In terms of sacrifice, I feel like LeBron has sacrificed his fandom yep. to go to the L.A. Lakers and yep. let other people have a chance. <laughs> so so he is Iron Man. So the last one would be Incredible Hawk. Incredible Hawk. Hawk smash? Kevin Durant. Uh, Unstoppable. I don't know, man. I don't know if I'm going to give Full head of steam. I'm not going to give him that yet. No. I just – I'm not seeing that. Okay. Let's – we got to have a better one for Hawk, man. Come on. Can you picture Hawk shooting the three? <laughs> no. no. That's fair. I'd say if we went all time, we could easily say Shaq. But Easy to say Shaq would I mean, be Iron Man. NBA. Or would be we Hawk. Current NBA, it's like, I, I'm, would you go with Embiid? Yeah, that's probably might be my best Go with Embiid, like a big, a big hawking monster yeah. who can occasionally shoot a three-pointer? Very funny. Funny? Yeah. Sure. I okay. dig it. Okay. Cool. All right, so we got this one from Trap Money Benny, Ben Brown. Okay. I like this one. Good old Ben. It's today is the th anniversary of two NBA great moments Reggie Miller's eight points in nine seconds and MJ's the shot over Craig Elo. 
What are some of your favorite end of game shots in history? So the one that jumps out to me the most, in the, as far as like most recent, 2016 Game Seven NBA Finals. After LeBron has the infamous block, Kyrie Irving hits the shot to get yeah, Cleveland their title. One hundred percent. I think that's definitely up there. Dame Lillard's recent shot against Oklahoma City when he waved them off the off the floor. It will only mean something if they make it to the NBA Finals. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it has no bearing on anything in, unless they they go to the NBA Finals. Yeah. What are some of yours? Some of mine. Ah. Uh, I mean, obviously the Kyrie shot would be my first. Yeah. My first one, um, you know, I. As of recently, man, it's uh, you know, it's it's usually you know. I'm gonna probably go with Kevin Durant hitting the same shot two years in a row in LeBron's oh, face. Oh yeah. So I'll yeah. probably go with that um, in terms of you know, like meaningful game winners. Mm-hmm. If we're talking meaningful. So I'm gonna go. I'll go with those because both of them were. It's the same shot I did two years in a row, and, and yeah, There's, and pretty pretty iconic, really. Oh, without a doubt. So. There's plenty of LeBron ones I could put on this list. Yeah, like Toronto last year when he's running and he just like throws it off, like he's like going out of bounds and he banks it in. Yeah. Um, the shot against Orlando is probably my favorite. I think that was 07 okay. in the playoffs when he hits the buzzer beater. Yes. I mean, I will, I'll I'll go ahead and give LeBron the one over the Bulls that one year. Oh God, yeah, when Rose hit the game before and then hit he the hit game it. before uh, they went up what two uh, one two one took the sort of commanding lead and then that game under I mean I mean he was he was contested the whole time. Yeah, I mean there was there was no better way that they could have you know tried to block that shot or disrupt him and he was fading out of bounds and still made that shot so. Yeah, and I think we can't really talk about this without mentioning, of course, Game 6, 1998 NBA Finals, Michael Jordan's last shot as a bull. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah, over Byron. Yeah, it's... Sure. Legendary. I have the shoes. Yeah. Because Even though I don't like the shoes, it's because of that moment. It's kind of an unappealing shot he made, though, don't you think? It's kind of It was kind of an unclimatic way for him to go out. He pushed off. He pushed off. Yeah. He pushed off. And yeah. it's... Which, who cares? And no one talks about how good Scottie Pippen was in that game. But. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? It was right. the last one. It was the last real Jordan game we knew. Yeah. All right. So Zach, Mr. Zach Burns, best rookie in the upcoming draft or free agent to compliment Donovan Mitchell. Oh. If we're going free agent, the answer would be D'Angelo Russell, but that's not going to happen because he's not going to go to Utah. No. Best free agent to um... – ooh. So what are we looking at? Are we looking for a, I mean, I think Ricky Rubio is not a terrible backcourt for him. So it's like it's like who? What are you? What are you gonna? Would you say Jimmy? Yeah, I think he needs a guy to take the ball out of his hands. I think he does too. Because um, you know, like we saw. I mean, Donovan's playoffs. not a big old defender or anything either. You get like a guy like like Jimmy on the team. That's and Jimmy could shine on a team like that because there's not. We're that seeing many, it now. Yeah, we're not. We're not. I feel like there's almost too many cooks in the kitchen with Philly. I mean, there are moments yeah. when it looks like it's really working, and it does, and sometimes it doesn't. But I think on a team like with Utah, like he could shine. He's not going to Utah though. Yeah, and that's the thing too is Utah. If we go draft wise, the Jazz are picking twenty third. Yeah. So like, there's like four guards worth having in this draft, so they're going to go early. Yeah. If you can get a guard, get a guard early. Sure. That's what we talk about at large bid. So really, like, Ty Jerome for Virginia, he's a combo guard. And, like, he's not 
NBA starting guard material by any means. You like, think he might be a good fit, though, with that team? I think that's your best bet if you need someone to take the ball out of his hands in that situation. Because okay. that's too early for a guy like Carson Edwards from Purdue. You know, Marcus Howard went back to school. Um, Shimori Pons is going to go in the middle of the second round. So, like, truly okay. there's not a lot of people you can put. Like, I just think Don Mitchell needs someone to kind of make him more comfortable. Yeah. And obviously, like I said, Ruby is not a bad situation. But really, I mean, what, Jeff Teague? Can you make a trade to get him back in Utah? Uh, why would you? No. That doesn't help anything. Jeff Teague doesn't help anything. Yeah. When is when, has there ever been like a situation where it's like all oh, this team needs is Jeff Teague? So, Alex, <laughs> our good pal Alex Derrickson, yes, from the PlayStation Forecast, check it out. Yes, asked, has anyone had a better pure game from 2012 to 2018 than Luol Dang? It's underrated, that's for sure. But I'm a Bulls fan and I'm biased, right? Uh, no, I mean, he, he, w- he went toe-to-toe with LeBron for quite a few games back during then. I mean, he had a really good stretch where he made, I think, maybe two or three all-star teams in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, he was one of the best defenders in the NBA. He was a good floor spacer. And on top of that, man, he was an acrobat, man. Like, he could go up. He had a goofy-ass layup on somebody. He was just – he was strong, too, until, of course, the Bulls' infamous botched spinal tap, which – Resulted in him asking to be removed from the team. Which you can also probably would see in a movie called Spinal Tap. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, don't, I, I mean, that's that's a tough one. Is yeah. there anyone that's better? I mean, yeah, LeBron. Right. LeBron, yeah. I mean, that's obvious. That's but, it, but yeah, I mean. Durant. Durant. Yeah. yeah. But those are just too easy. Yeah. GLK, Kyle Brandon, host of Shot Callers, asks... Wait, let me find it again. I just had it. Where'd it go? Here it is. With today being the anniversary of Allen Iverson's infamous, famous practice press conference, is this like the day of NBA anniversaries? Yeah, God. What are your top three most memorable basketball press conferences? Top three. Go ahead. Your first one. Oof, man. Um, I know this is recent biasm, but Kevin Durant's, like, I don't even know you. Why am I talking to you? Yes. Was pretty wonderful. That is a good one. Oh, my God. That was great. Uh, Last year's NBA Finals, game one, when they keep asking LeBron about the J.R. Smith know the time, what time, like what time was on the clock. Yeah. And he just gets up and leaves. And and leaves with his little short shorts on. Yeah, it says, do better tomorrow. Do better tomorrow. Now, my all-time favorite, my all-time favorite, being that I'm, I'm a homer. Joakim Noah on Cleveland. Yes. <laughs> I don't know about this place, man. I just stayed in my hotel to room, my hotel room, man. Every time I look out my window, it's pretty depressing out here, man. It's bad. It's bad. No. Not going out in Cleveland, man. It's all factories. Not at all. You like it? Do you like Cleveland? Cool. I mean, I've never heard anybody say I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. So what's so good about Cleveland? <laughs> Still... One of my favorite quotes ever. Without a doubt. And the way he looks at the, the crowd and says, hey, do you like it? <laughs> He's like, do you like it? <laughs> so <clears throat> that's actually my favorite. That's my favorite of all time. And I will, I, we got to say, because I make fun of him all the time, but I have to admit, Rick Patino's Larry Bird ain't walking through that door. <laughs> 
Robert Parrish ain't walking through that door. He just goes through like all the '80s Celtics. <laughs> yeah. All of a sudden, it's like it would have been Bill would... Walton. You're like Bill Walton. It, it would it would have got to the end. I like if he would have just kept naming on, he would have just been like Reggie Lewis is dead. <laughs> you know, like it would have just gotten really bad if he would have just kept going. You know what I mean? Yeah. I Lenny absolutely... Bias dead. It's you like, know, damn, dude. <laughs> See, I just feel like that's something Patino would have did if they would have just let him keep going. I didn't realize. Um, so I found. So obviously, quit today being the 30th anniversary of Jordan's shot over yeah. Elo. I didn't realize. Like, obviously, you know, you see the moment where he jumps on and he throws his arm and like he's like enthusiastic. And then the first guy to grab him in the press is like, Michael, Michael, whoa, baby, yeah, yeah. What do you think of that? And he's like, whoa. He's like, you got him. And Michael Jordan's like, yeah, and just walks off. <laughs> What was that from? That was from the shot over Elo. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've never seen anything like after that point. I know. So that's that's pretty funny. It was pretty funny. Like, I know. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> the last question in mailbag, and I was so excited when we got this one. Go ahead. I'm so pumped for it. Okay. Um. So this is a really big topic we're seeing right now in the NBA. Okay. Where with players switching around and kids falling in love with players and we did it as kids yeah um so the question was from my pal josh heiser of the pull apart podcast up and coming good wrestling pod i produced an episode <laughs> how much do you value team loyalty here's his example i was a sonics fan since i was a kid went on to okc when they moved but i'm about done with their nonsense am i an asshole if i switch allegiances no clay bennett's an asshole for moving them from seattle yeah I consider... For drafting Russell Westbrook to the Sonics and then moving them two weeks later. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Uh... You know me, I'm not an OKC fan. I've been, right. I've, been, I've, been, I've been crapping on them since they arrived there. I thought their jerseys looked like... You pulled for them in the 11 finals, though. I did pull... Uh, I'll be honest with you, that was my least favorite NBA finals probably <laughs> ever. That was bad. I was like, I got no skin in this game. I don't care. Um... But I don't know, man. I just – I've never – a big thing for me, if you're starting a team, mm-hmm. okay, and you're going you're gonna to move a team to o- Oklahoma City, you know, with a name like the Thunder, your logo sucks. Mm-hmm. Do you agree? Oh, very much. Like, I don't like – like, their jerseys, their color scheme, everything about it screams early 2000s. Like, the Reebok days when yeah. everything sucked. Like, those are, like, the crappy jerseys that nobody – it's – and I'm going to go ahead and throw Kyle's team under the bus. It's like those those teal Pistons Take jerseys. Take it back. So, no, they're Love not – those aren't good. Love no, them. No, those no. – I had the Grand Hill jersey. Yeah, I know. And I was – I already hated – I hated those when they came out. I even – I like the red and blue ones. So those are the classic colors. Now, you want to wear those every once in a while? That's back in my day. About, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get off my lawn. <laughs> Get off my lawn, Tim. <laughs> You're in my house. So, exactly. You don't... <laughs> Get off my porch. Stupid gets off the stoop. Yeah, yeah. Get... <laughs> so, so, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't think it's bad, especially if you're switching allegiances with, with being, the Son- being a fan of the Sonics. Um, that's, like, that's like us, man. That would be like if we grew up to be you know, Cincinnati Royals fans, which was a team that was... Way before our time. Way before our time that got moved to Kansas City and then eventually 
Um, became the Kings. The the Kings, yeah. Um, out Rochester in Sacramento. for a bit. Rochester, yeah. So, um, so basically, you know, there's no. There, I don't. I don't. I don't think there are a lot of Cincinnati Royals fans that are that are Sacramento Kings fans right now. Right. I, I don't mean, think there's people really know. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, I think that the generation's dying off. So it's like you know, no one really cares about that. But I think Sonics fans should hang in there. Yeah, I think we've gotten to the point, too. Um, you know, you and I are big-time Bulls fans. We've talked about it for years now. Uh, Kyle being a huge Pistons fan, Ben yeah. being a huge Pacers fan. But what we do in like, having this network and having league pass and stuff like that, it just makes it so much easier for you to like other teams. Yeah. And I don't think there's a problem with that. You know, like... No. I talked about a month or so ago about like my new my refound love of an affirmation for the Orlando Magic because they're yeah. a young team that doesn't play defense and they dunk all the time yeah. like, that's right up my alley of fun yeah and I think too um Trevor Noah was just on Bill Simmons pod and he was like I like the Knicks because it was the first team I saw but he's like I love watching LeBron play so I'll kind of pay attention to there yeah, and he was like, "Do you have?" And Bill Simmons asked, "He's like, do you have a problem with that?" He's like, "No." He's like, "It's like this." He's like, "I want to go to this party because Beyonce is there, right?" <laughs> He's like, "And then I go to the party, and by the time I get there, Beyonce is gone. I don't want to be there anymore because Beyonce is not there." He's like, "I want to be at the party Beyonce's at." Sure. And I think we're in that generation, we're in that era, especially where the two best players of the last ten years have played for multiple teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think. Um, I don't. I I enjoy it. Like you think you think you being a huge LeBron fan, you have jumped ship several times back and forth, back and forth. Yeah. So you're I gonna, celebrate when the Cavs win the title. You're gonna you're gonna follow him to wherever he goes. So yeah, I guess you know that's, unless he plays for the Celtics. Unless he play, yeah, he's not gonna do that. Nah, come on, come on. Nah. LeBron. Nah, he's not gonna do that. I can't even. I can't even hear like closer him. to Philly than he would ever go to to the, the he Celtics. Gone to Philly. Yeah, he should have went to Philly. They would. Yeah. They would. This would be it. They would be <laughs> winning this year. There'd be. I don't. No doubt. No one get in their way. No one would get in their way. Yeah. You don't even. Ben Simmons would have to care about three shots, three point shots. Yeah. He could probably still get Tobias Harris midway through the season too, and and throw him on there, and they're they're still great. Now here's where Josh goes a little off base. You're my guy. Okay. I appreciate you. And he goes. So he says. I think when I've come to if it's local, you can't. It's you know. So he's like, I'll never quit the Reds. We all know that's my religion. I'll yeah. never quit covering Reds baseball. I did quit the Bengals. It was hard, but I did. Yeah, you've you've talked mountains of shit about them over the last couple of years. It's been kind of humorous. And he's like, but I also don't want to be like, ooh, the Raptors this year, and then ooh, the Blazers next. He's like, I want to switch completely and stick to that one team for now on. And I think that's not okay. Actually, it's not really off base. It's but but more or less, man. Like we kind of are in that point. Yeah. You know, like the whole thing we we're just talking about. And so say you're like, I'm going to be a Blazers fan now. Okay. And say the day comes when Damian Lillard's like, no, I don't want to be here. It doesn't seem like it's ever going to happen because he's committed. Any, yeah. Anytime a trade rumors come up about him leaving Portland, he's like, no, not interested. They'll have to shove him out on his own. Yeah. It'll be yeah. like when Gardat left Minnesota. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, you got to go. Yeah. And so team to team, I'm not really into, but like, I guess I am because of LeBron. But that's also not because the team in general. Like, I didn't love the Cavaliers. I love that he was on the team. Yeah. And I liked Kyrie Irving. Yeah. And I liked Kevin Love. I mean, I liked the Cavaliers before he got there. I was going to say, you were so, a Mark Price guy. I was a Mark Price guy. Not only that, dude, like, I 
I was a big, I'm going to be honest with you, like the 1997, 98 season when Sean Kemp got there with Brevin Knight and Derek Anderson and all those guys, like I was, and I think, I think Ilgowskis was just coming onto the team or about to come on the team. I had, I had interest in them because Tyrone Hill was there. Tyrone Hill. Yeah. So like there was a lot of, like, I, I really liked that team before LeBron got there. And like, I don't know. I feel like being a LeBron hater for so many years has kind of tainted my image of even the past semi-great, I don't even call them great, somewhat successful Cavs teams of the 90s. I would say very good. Very if there's good. something to say about playing in four straight finals. Oh, yeah. You know. Um, well, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not, not, not dogging that. I'm just talking about the, you know, the. I think, I think like, me, myself, like I, like I said, I like the 90s Cavs more than I like, you know, the the current ones. But it's like, this is, that was the best, the best era of Cavs basketball we just witnessed. Yeah. That was it. It's they won their title. It's never going to be better than that, ever. You Even know? if they win the lottery. It's, yeah. Okay, it's... Yeah, and it's like Warriors, you know, you can sit there, you know, all these people are like, you know, oh, you're, you know, you're not an old-time Warriors fan. It's like, yeah, because they, they haven't won a freaking title in 30-some, 40 years. We here on this network have been very open about very much loving the We Believe Golden State Warriors. Yeah. I realize I'm a fan of eras of teams more than I'm a fan of teams. Yeah, but I mean, I think that's every NBA fan, though. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I love the '90s Orlando Magic. Like, yeah, everyone did. You can be a. F- I think I think it's healthy to be a fan of several teams over different areas and go in and out of love with teams because that means you are progressing as a fan. It's the people that stick with one team, don't care about any of the other teams, and talk crap about everything else are the ones that drive me crazy. I mean, if you're gonna call me out, just at me. I'm I'm not calling you out. I'm not call- you're not you're not you're not what I'm describing at all. I mean, we've stuck to the Bulls. Yeah, I know. We've been I'm, frustrated, yeah, we've but, been disappointed. I mean, yeah, but I'm j- there I'm saying there are fans out there that are just sticklers for one team and that's it. Like nothing else, nothing more. They don't enjoy the game unless they're watching that one team win, lose, and they'll talk crap about everybody else. I'm like that in baseball, but I don't talk crap. Yeah, you can't. Because, not being a Reds fan. Right. Not only that, but like I just like like my friends all the time. Are like, all, all you got to be is like, well, we were the first team ever. Right. That's what she always got. You wouldn't even have your Texas Rangers without us. You know. So I mean, it's I mean that's what you got with a with, with being a Reds fan. It's like, dude, you got grand high tradition there. You do, but the it's most also, grand high tradition. It's also a very old tradition. It's very Notre Dame football, UCLA basketball. It is. Ass. I completely agree, and, yeah. and, and it, it's been many, many, many years without success. I mean, mm-hmm. well, there was that one year, but we won't talk about it. Yeah. So, but, but yeah. yeah, I think, um, I think, like I said, my the point we're trying to make is we're in an era right now where the NBA is so good. There's so much talent. Every team has really good players. I mean, if you look at when we went into like the season, we were like talking about Brooklyn, I was like, they might not be good, but they're going to be fun. Little did we know D'Angelo Russell would be an all-star. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like, we knew he'd be, we, we thought he would finally take a step forward. Sure. Uh, Toronto's got Pascal Siakam, and even if Kawhi Leonard leaves, that's a guy to be excited about. You know what I mean? Like, Dallas obviously has Luka Doncic, you know, everyone but, like, the Heat have a player to be excited about. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Memphis is Jaron Jackson. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, we are we are in a we're in a great era right now. So it's San Antonio is like three young guys. You're like, oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, there's there's good talent flow in the NBA right now. Yeah, for sure. You no, know, it's not it's not. There was a stagnant time in the early 2000s. 
that like post Jordan pre LeBron, but it was like Kobe, yeah. Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady. Two, two, it was two or three years about killed the league. Yeah, about killed the league. It was bad. And this Reebok jerseys. <laughs> well, do you remember like? Do you remember in that time too? Like we're like, man, there hasn't been like this huge trade in a while. Yeah. And all of a sudden, the kid from Marbury deal happened. You're like, holy shit! Yeah. Two yeah. superstars got traded for each other. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And you're like, that's crazy. That's what happens. At one point, Richard Jefferson was like a top seven small forward in the NBA. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember him getting traded to even San Antonio. That was a big deal at the, you know, towards the end of his peak years. Like, that was like a big thing. Oh, man, I'm like, I don't care about that. Yeah. I don't care about that. I ended up liking him more past his prime than I did in his prime. Yeah. Once he got a podcast, I was like, that's a big yeah, he's a fun. he's a fun guy. Yeah, he is for he's sure. a fun guy. All right, man. Well, I think we really kind of hit on everything. Um, anything you want to touch on before we roll? You know, Tim, no. Okay. Okay. I feel like we were in more kindred spirits than we were last week. Sure. Yeah. Because it's Tuesday, and what, what, when did we record last week? Like Monday. That's what it was. It was. It was a Monday. Yeah. We had that. We had a case of the Mondays. Kyle came to my house to record shot callers, and he's like, "Do you hate basketball?" <laughs> You're like, "Perhaps, <laughs> maybe." But with that being said, we're going to wrap up this week's edition of Forty Eight Minutes. Everyone, thanks for tuning in. Obviously, check out Forty Network dot com. You can check us out on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify, where five-star reviews are a must, or we will find you. Have a good night.